Good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a, an amazing morning. I know these days are always stressful. We have a Mother's Day always tends to typically be, and I'd like to especially thank the worship team for completely wrecking me with that last song. It was an amazing song. <laughs> um, so Mother's Day, I mean, <clears throat> there are so many Mother's Day sermons out there. Um, if you do an online search, the top post is uh, Mother's Day Sermons, The Ultimate Guide, updated in 2020. So I figure I'll just post that link and we'll all just be good. And we can all go home. Thank you very much. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, let, let's start with prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for bringing us here. And I want to thank you for today when we remember to honor our mothers, Lord, which uh, we don't do as often as we should. I pray that you um, just will fill this room and that you will fill this uh, live stream, Lord, and that you will speak to the hearts of people listening and watching. In Jesus' name, amen. So, <laughs> so no, but seriously, Mother's Day, um, the sermons are typically the same. When I was asked to do this, I thought, oh, that's easy, it's Mother's Day. You basically talk about um, how to, you know, you should honor your mothers because they work very hard, and, and you should, because they do. Um, I, mean, I mean, let's face it, while God was knitting you in her womb, she was throwing all dad's stuff out of the man cave and painting it to look like the Thousand Acre Woods or some <laughs> such thing, right? <laughs> yeah, she, you know, she, she, is, she was doing this thing nesting, you know? So um, typically, uh, traditionally, mothers were um, the ones raising and, and, and building the families. So, I mean, Proverbs 1.8, says, child, listen to the instructions or the corrections of your father. And then it says, do not neglect your mother's instruction. She's the one who, who teaches the children. And so today we want to make sure we understand that. Now, um, this message is actually, <laughs> this message is a little bit different. Um, but first I want to talk about the heart of a mother, what it means, what the, what the, the heart of mother. No one's perfect, but... God's word gives us an idea of, he sees our hearts. He doesn't see the outside. He sees the heart of the person. So let me just talk about this. So understanding that everyone uh, fails, no one's perfect. But Proverbs 31, 25 through 31 gives us a look at the heart of a mother. So 25, verse 25 reads, strength and dignity are her clothing. What that means is that she behaves in a way that is a good example for her children. She, 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 she leads by example. She doesn't, uh, it, the, the, the term do as I say, not as I do, doesn't apply. A, a mother's heart is to show you what it means to be a good person, how to live a, a, a life of a good person, how to care for other people. That's what mothers do for us. It says she laughs without fear of the future. That's still verse 25. Um, it doesn't mean she doesn't have fear, but she laughs without fear. See, that gives you security. As you're you know, going through life, you're secure that your home is, is, is strong, is stable, that the future, whatever the future holds, it's not going uh, to tear you apart. And she shows that by showing you no fear. Doesn't mean she doesn't have it, 
but she doesn't show it to you. That's for you. Verse 26, when she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. Once it's in, she teaches. She teaches you life skills, the things that you will need to succeed as an adult. Um, when she corrects, her words are not harsh. She's not trying to tear you apart. She's not trying to, to rub your face in your mistakes. No, she, she brings to, to light your mistakes. She instructs you. She tells you that was incorrect, but she does it with kindness and love. And uh, she carefully watches, verse 27, she carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. A mother is constantly, absolutely constantly looking at the needs of her family and putting those needs first and doing everything she can moving forward to meet those needs as best as she possibly can, even pre-foreseen needs, things you don't even know you need yet. That's why when you open your drawers, there are socks in there. She knew you would need them. You know, that's a simple example, but those are things. When you, when you, or come into the house after school, dinner's being made because she knows you're going to need those things. Those are just small needs. But she also uses uh, this mother intuition to know spiritual needs, physical needs. When you are, are sad, she understands. Better than most. A mother's love is something special. I mean, I forgot to mention, that's what this is called, this title of this, ser- of this uh, message is a mother's love. Verse 28. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. (laughs) Every sermon, every message ever given by anyone is always a lesson that God wants to teach that person. (laughs) And when I read this verse... I was very convicted. My wife doesn't hear praise from me nearly enough. She should. She is an amazing woman, amazing wife, and amazing mother. You see, she gets her sense, the mother gets her sense of success from the reactions of her family. My wife used to, when our children would go and stay with grandparents, she would go into the room, she would clean it immaculately, she would build Lego cars, and set them on their desk. And she would bring uh, little gifts. So when they came home, they were welcomed. They walked into their room. It was like, welcome home. That's the heart of a mother. She doesn't feel pride in what she does. Her pride comes from how her family is blessed by what she does. And she, gets, she knows that because when we bless them back, when we tell them, oh my gosh, it's, this is so amazing. Thanks so much. I love you, Mom. Verse 29. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. She wants to be the best mom. She wants to be better than all the other moms for you. She wants to love you perfectly. That's her heart. Verse 30 says, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. See, 
This is telling us that a mother's heart, in her heart, she knows she can't meet all of these things. She can't be all of this without God. God is her source of, of strength. He's her source of love. A mother's love comes from God. Verse 31 says, reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. That's saying, bless her. So use today. Use Mother's Day to bless your mom. Tell her you love her. Tell her you appreciate her. Tell her that she means more to you than flowers and candy can describe. Just let her know. That's your average Mother's Day message. That's what a mother's heart is. Now, as I said earlier, even the best mother is only human. They all make mistakes. They all fail. Every person does. And if you expect anything less, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Okay, let's face it. There are crappy people in the world in every aspect of life, even mothers. If Proverbs 31 may not be the thing you're thinking of when you think of your mom. That's facts. I'm not talking about the mothers of latchkey kids. You know, a mother that works two jobs and, and is, is doing everything she can to provide for her son. I'm not talking about that, by the way. Thanks, mom, because that was my mom. I would come home and she'd be, I might see her as she's heading out to the second job. You know, she worked so hard for me and I appreciate that. She's an amazing woman. And she taught me what to look for in a wife. And I found an amazing woman for a wife. And I thank God for that, because I actually didn't do anything to do with it. That was all him. <laughs> so, but Mother's Day, um, it may not be something you celebrate. Maybe you had a good mom. Maybe she's not here anymore. Maybe she passed on, maybe recently. Maybe today is not a day of joy. Maybe today is a day of sadness. Maybe the day, and my heart goes out, is a day of mourning for you. Okay, so I don't, I'm not discounting that pain. I remember how much it hurt. My stepmother passed away, and it hurt me, but I could see the hurt in my sisters. They were devastated. You see, I knew, I'm a Christian, I knew where she was. She knew the Lord, she had Christ in her heart, she accepted him as her savior, she's in a better place. She's happier, but they were devastated by the loss. So I'm not discounting that pain when I say what I say, when I next say. God, the Bible, God does not tell us that we were made complete by the mother that bore us. We aren't. Colossians 2, 8 through 10 says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Don't let the world tell you who you are. Don't let the world tell you that you're broken because of some missing part in your life. Verse 9 says, For in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And verse 10 is, You are complete in him, who is the head of all principalities and power, Jesus completes. And Jesus tells you, you're loved. 
<laughs> now, nothing can substitute a mother's love. Nothing. Let me, let me give you an example. Okay, so I'm a little bit of role play here. A father's reaction to a son crashing on a bicycle. Whoa, bud, you totally did a flip. You okay? You sure? You want ice pop? Yeah? Hey, how's your leg? It hurts? Yeah. You want it on my shoulders? All right, up we go. Let's go get that ice pop for you. That's a tough father's love. You know? You know, good job. You almost landed on your feet, you know? <laughs> a mother's love is different. Same scenario, same son, but a mother's reaction to, say, a sliver. She's like, oh, my goodness. Come here, baby. I know those really hurt. Don't worry. Mama's got you. We'll get it out. At which point she reaches into this magical bag and pulls out the perfect tool for the perfect job. How? I don't know. And then she's... <laughs> She's like, okay, okay, I almost got it. You're such a big boy. Oh, there we go. Let me kiss the boo-boo. Hey, honey, come on, let's get you an ice pop. That's the mother's love. <laughs> Jesus loves with God's love, a perfect love, an agape love. You get both the strong confidence that you can handle the things you're going through while still being there to pick you up. And you get a sympathetic understanding of the pain your enduring and a desire to save you from the worst of it. That's the mother's love. Christ gives both. No matter what your past tells you, what, who you are or what you are or what you missed out on or you know all of the, the lies the enemy tells you, Christ can complete you. Matthew 23, 37, and in Luke 13, 34, there's a moment that is observed and later recorded that is of Jesus looking upon the city of Jerusalem. In Matthew 30, 23, 37, it's, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stows, stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. That's a mother's love. And this is Jesus looking at the people of Jerusalem who are about to crucify him. And he's saying, how much I wanted to just take you in my arms and protect you, but you wouldn't let me. That's a mother's love. God loves on a level we cannot achieve. We can't. It's a special kind of love. I said it's called agape. God can give you that perfect love. Now, here's the thing. I just said that we can't achieve it. But he can, and he can use imperfect people to do it. Surround yourself with God-fearing, spirit-filled Christian people. No matter what pain your past holds for you today or any other, God can give you the love that you missed you've, or you feel that you've lost. He will never abandon or forsake you. He won't um, leave you in this place of brokenness. <laughs> Every time I read Job, that's what I get from it. Thank you that you didn't leave him there. And that means you're not going to leave me there because you love me perfectly. Now, I'm not saying the pain will vanish. But I'm saying that God will be there to carry you through it. 
And he can use these people, these people who love him. Those people can give you the thing that you've lost or that you're missing or that you never had. You see, in Matthew 12, 50, Jesus says, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother, my sister, and my mother. There, there's a, a thing, we, we, we call them our church family. And that's why, because they are. They are a family. They will carry you through the hardest times of your life. They will call you on the stuff, on your stuff. They will call you on it. And they will do it with love. And they will help you through everything. Even your own mistakes. Even when you mess up, they don't judge you. They're like, been there. Let me, let me, let me take you by the, by the hand and help you up through this. That's, that's a true Christian. Now we see, we see other things on the news and it gives Christ a bad name. People who are, are doing just abominable things and calling it in the name of Christ. Those aren't Christians. A Christian is a person who will never judge you because they know what they've been forgiven from. They know their past. They know that they're not perfect and they don't expect you to be perfect. And they will help you in every way they possibly can, including and this is the hard part, letting you go through stuff you need to go through. Yeah. But being there, once you come to the other side, once God has taken you to the other side, they're there for you. Amen. Sometimes God says, God tells us, Christians, sometimes he tells us, I got this. I need you to step back because there's something I need to work in this person's life. And it's me and him, yeah. me and her. It does, we don't have, they don't abandon you, though. You'll get those emails and those calls, and how you doing? Struggling. I hear you. Can, what can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? And that seems empty to some people. If you don't know Christ, how can I pray for you is the most empty words you'll ever hear. How can I pray for you? But if you know Christ, you understand. <laughs> that person is asking, how can I go to battle for you? How can I wage war for you? They call them, excuse me, they call them prayer warriors for a reason. These are the people that will get on their knees and they will, they will, they will pray for, for an undetermined un, amount of time until they have prayed till God tells them, the Holy Spirit says, enough, that's perfect. That's exactly what they need right now. The Bible says we're the body of Christ. Within the body, you'll find what you need. And there's just misunderstand. Like I said, we're still a bunch of messed up, imperfect people, just like you. We're no better. But we can, through Christ, in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and that's what, that's, that's what makes us Christians, is, is a love of Christ, a submission to him, and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit comes when you submit to Christ and you give to him. You, you devote yourself to him. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And that's a faithful, that's a faithful saying. Through Christ's indwelling Holy Spirit, there is everything you will ever need. There's a brother, there's a sister, and there's the love of a mother. 
through these imperfect people. I know that somebody who's going to see this is going to be going through some terrible loss in Mother's Day. It's not going to be something that is joyous for you, but we love you. Even if you don't know Christ, even if you, you've never accepted, we still love you because God loved you. He loved you. He loved us, all of us. While we were still sinners, he died for us. He didn't wait till we were like, hey, you know, we were friends and pals. No, he died for us. And when the people who were killing him, he looked at the father and said, forgive them. They know not what they do. This is the love of God. <laughs> he can love you even when you're being hateful towards him. He still died for you. He still loves you. But he gave you a choice. You have to make the choice to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Now, what does that mean? Oh, my Lord, it sounds like, you know, he's, he's going to oppress me or he's going to hold me back or he's going to deny me the, the fun things of life. No, 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 no. No, he's going to give you a joy that goes beyond understanding. That's a joy to understand that when somebody you love, somebody you care about passes away, if they know Christ, then they are in a better place. And you can mourn the loss, but the loss is for you, not for them. They, they haven't lost anything. They've gained everything. They're literally in the presence of God and feeling his perfect love in a way that we can't in these broken, fallen bodies. If you haven't already accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, or if you've fallen backwards, if you're lukewarm, whatever the term you want to call it, backslidden, today's the day. Now is the time. Don't wait. Don't wait till you know, you get things figured out. That's definitely the wrong thing to do. Doing it yourself doesn't work. Christ can, you, you, all things through Christ. That means give it to Christ and let him lead you. Maybe the thing that you're after, the thing you're seeking, the job, the person, the relationship, whatever, is something that God doesn't want for you because it's not healthy for you. Maybe the, the, the pain you're feeling isn't gonna go away with physical therapy, with therapy of some kind, with, with um, time, maybe God needs to comfort you. And he wants to. He's ready there with that mother's love, that, that open arms. All you have to do is pray. Just pray. Just go before him on your knees, in wherever you're standing, wherever you are, and with your own words, say, God, I am a messed up, imperfect person. But I know somehow you love me anyway. I believe that you died for me and that my sins have been paid in full on that day. I believe you rose from the dead, having defeated, even conquered death, so that I can be sure that that eternal life, that promise that you gave me is a true promise and is assured because today I give myself to you. 
so that I can be called your child, so that I can know the perfect agape love. I can know the love of a father, of a mother, of a brother, of a sister, and I can know it in my heart that it's from you, and I can even experience in the, in the physical world by the people that, that love you and that you will bring into my life. Pray this. Dedicate yourself to Christ and his holy name. And Jesus, in your holy name, I declare this to you. Amen. That is all it takes. I had a, a, a family member who, um, they were very into drugs. They weren't really loving their life. And they did a drug that stopped their heart. And they died. And uh, obviously they came back. Um, God, God wasn't done with them. But they told me that when they were, when they were there, there was that moment when their heart stopped, everything got perfectly quiet. And they had a knowledge they didn't have before. There was a meaning like the meaning of life, the purpose for life, the way to, to, to live. And it was the most simple thing. The thought, he said, the thought that came to his head was, oh, I can do that, anybody can do that. So he didn't want to go anymore. He felt it was something he could do. I can do that. I can be happy. I can know joy. He took a breath. He was back. And he forgot exactly what it was. Years later, he told me this story. Years later, I reminded him of that story. I said, do you remember that? He said, yeah. I said, do you know what that easy thing was? Because he's accepted Christ. He goes, I do now. It was Christ. It is the easiest thing in the world to do. Accept Christ, your Lord and Savior, and he will come and he'll take care of you. Now, that doesn't mean your life's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be troubles. He says you will have tribulation. They're going to hate you because you love me and they hated me first. It's not going to be easy, but you will have what you need. You will have the strength and the family to get through it. Don't wait. Don't put it off. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. And that being said, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. Make sure you tell your mom you love her today. I think we're probably a little bit early, but <laughs> um, I want to pray this out. Thank you. God bless you. And happy Mother's Day to all your mothers out there. And I just want to pray real quick. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that if anybody spoke those words to you today, if whatever version they gave you, Lord, whatever, however they came to you, Lord, and I pray that, that many did, I pray that you give them that, your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you, you show them your love, Lord. I pray that they find a, the, a Bible-loving church where they can have a, a church family who will be everything that the world could never be for them. I pray that they find that brother, sister, or, or mother figure, that your Holy Spirit will, will love them in a way that they didn't know or the way they thought they would never know again. I pray, Lord, that you are exalted, that you are glorified, and that your love is spoken to the four corners of the earth by the people who have come to know what it is to truly be loved. And I thank you, Lord, for that love. In Jesus' name, amen.